0: Hi everyone and welcome to god love Us christian podcast we're back oh okay 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 i have some apologies to do definitely i'm very sorry i took some time um a lot had been happening a lot of changes in my life and i i was learning to um i was learning to this beautiful gift god has given me the podcast into my life as well learning to balance it and um by god's grace we've released our fourth episode and i'm grateful for god and i'm also grateful for you for tuning in and i hope you're still sharing i hope you're still sharing anyway for you to be listening because you're still sharing yeah so thank you so much for for being around and for sharing. Um, so, today's topic, yes, I'm so excited. First of all, I'm excited for our guest. I can't wait for you to hear what he has to say and what God has to say through him. You will have a life transformed mind. Um, the topic, today is embracing god's design for men and understanding masculinity through a christian lens i'm excited we get to do this a comeback you know we did the femininity with dr gladys faradoy now we're going to do it with this special guest of ours his name is david Wembia. oh my gosh um yeah so tune in and please share follow um send in your comments questions um yeah i'll get back to you Hi everyone and welcome to god lover 's christian podcast so today 's subject or topic'll be discussing about masculinity and embracing god 's idea for masculinity so today 's topic is special for for me, particularly, um, because I don't know if you've noticed how God's idea of femininity and masculinity is slowly disappearing in the world today. And if God created it, I personally believe it's, it's God's concern now. So my question is, what are we doing as a church and what are we doing as members of the body of Christ to bring this to light? You know, to bring more information about masculinity, teaching even the younger ones who are behind us. So the reason I um I brought this topic is so that um the younger people could learn from us and um, to. To learn more about this topic I have a very special guest to join us and I'm excited <laughs> to learn from him. <laughs> he's a he man is. of God. Firstly, and secondly, I admire how God has uh, how God how God has worked with him and how consistent he's been walking with God in his life and I just know he has a blessing to share with us. On top of mm-hmm. that, he's a husband to his beautiful wife, Grace Wembia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope yeah. she's here in this. Hi, Grace. Oh, yeah, his I'm name is sure. David Wembia. Woo!
1: <laughs> well, David, such a high thank intro. You so much.
0: <laughs> no, huh? thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for having. Good welcome, to be here. Yeah.
0: it's always interesting yeah, to hear yourself
1: being you introduced by other people like you know for me Mm -hmm. i'm just a guy but you know yeah when you're being Mm -hmm. introduced to someone else Uh you hear hear all these all these nice things about yourself Uh yeah so no no, No,
0: i I, I understand where you're coming from but i want to let you know is that david you you guys, you and Grace have, have like from the small times we've like interacted, you guys mm-hmm. have like, had a big impact in my life. Mm. Oh,
2: yes, yeah.
0: yes, 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 yes.
2: You know,
1: it can only be good.
0: <laughs> it can only be good, eh? No, mm-hmm. I thank God I met you guys. <laughs> yes. Okay, so regarding our topic today, um <laughs> embracing God's design for men, uh and understanding the masculinity through Christ's lens lens. Mm-hmm. Um what is masculinity to you, personally? How, how would you define masculinity to you? Um,
1: yeah, I think, first of all, uh, thank you for having me again uh, for this welcome. conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have such conversations. Um, and like you said <laughs> in, in your intro, it's very true that in the world today, masculinity and femininity are under attack. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in some ways, it's more visible than others, in others, it's very subtle. People don't really realize that you know what they're supporting or what they're pushing is actually eroding God's design for men and women. Um, so it's good that we have such conversations just so that there's a bit of spotlight and we can, yeah, help shape the culture and also help keep this conversation alive, especially from a biblical mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now to answer your question, what's masculinity um, from you know in my own words? Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, masculinity. Um, I think the way I've understood it over the years is just mm-hmm. it's just about being a man. It's a, it's a word that describes what a man is, what a man is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so thats so I think I think that's what masculinity, at least as far as the definition means, which I think is not too far off from the standard you know dictionary definitions yes, um
0: which is what
1: so masculinity is, yeah, so I think um for like in terms of what it means to me as well, it's just about men being men
2: mm-hmm. um, okay. yeah,
1: men being men, and obviously because I'm a Christian,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's men being men, they were God designed men to be
0: yes um, i love yeah. i love your christian yeah. perspective as well
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so i'm sure as we go along we get into into the details of what that means but okay, yeah i think it's just Muslims is just about men being men um in the way god designed us to be
0: okay so can yeah. you share a bit uh about your personal journey in understanding um and embracing masculinity from a biblical perspective like obviously your your work with Christ applies to everything could you share a bit more about it
1: okay um I think for a long time, um at least in my mm-hmm. context and the people around me um would mm-hmm. I think they would agree is for a long time the young men in our church uh, in our churches that's the the Baptist churches we mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seem to always have discussions around manhood and womanhood, and uh, so mm-hmm. you know, masculinity ov- obviously falls into that as well so there've been a lot of books that we've been given to read um a lot of um you know like conversations we've had around what being a man is um
2: mm-hmm.
1: my personal journey with masculinity and just embracing it began really early um yeah in in my church uh, so during youth events during conferences we always have conver- we almost mm-hmm. always have conversations around biblical manhood and biblical womanhood um mm-hmm. and that has like really that. yeah that has really helped shape how we think about what a man should be what a woman should be um mm-hmm. and the various issues around that um yeah and i think that has really helped cuz now i think even because because of having all these conversations very consistently and very constantly, um, yes. all the young men in the church are sort of on the same page about what a man should be. So it even helps us to keep each other accountable um, with each other. Sometimes we make jokes about, ah, bro, that's not what a man should be doing. You are a man. You know, I, lo- but... I
0: like that. I like
2: that. <laughs> eh? uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah,
1: so I think, yeah, personally, it's something that's, I think the people around me have really helped me grow that way. Um, there are quite a number of books um, like mm-hmm. that, you know, thoughts for young men. Um, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. yeah, what he must be to marry my daughter, you know, those, uh, those a lot yeah, yeah, those are books that <laughs> yeah, those are books that kind of highlight what a man should be. But also, I think there's a lot of work written by people like John Piper as well, um, who also has some good work around yeah, what, like, yeah, what masculinity is and what a man should be like. Um, yeah, so I think personally, uh, I guess put put the answer in, in a nutshell, um, for as long as I can remember, we've been having conversations about what a man should be. Um, some conversations have been very deliberate, some have been passive, but they're all pointing to the same, to the same point, like what a man should be.
0: I like that. I like that David. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah. Um so like how how has your understanding on the biblical masculinity impacted your relationships with people around you? Like your family and your friends. How how has what you've learned like transformed your mind and
1: I think there've been a lot of there are a lot of definitions for what masculinity is right now um and a lot of them are are very oppressive definitions
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: um you know masculinity these days i mean if you are
2: yeah,
1: a man is considered a man if he's proud you know if he sleeps around <laughs> if he you know yeah. if oh, he yeah. oppresses women you know
2: mm.
1: um so stuff like that like if he's very worldly minded very oppressive so i think
2: it's mm. been
1: a lot of that, but I think you know, with biblical masculinity now, we 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 get to see that you know, uh, in every area of our life, we need to look mm-hmm. at it from the from a biblical worldview. Like, what does the Bible say about this?
2: Yes, and yes.
1: If you're a Christian, you believe that the Bible is sufficient for all things in life.
2: Yes, and that's it, very
1: and, true. Yeah, and it means that it can also give you a guide on masculinity and what a man should be. Um that's Yeah, true. so I think for mm. me, because of that, how it has impacted my relationships with people around me, I know that mm-hmm. in the position that I've been put, a man has been put in a place to lead. When, I, mm. when you're leading people, you're not leading... You
0: Kokole know. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yes
1: yeah when you're leading people you're not leading them oppressively, you know you're leading yeah, them in a way that yeah, allows yeah. them to flourish, allows them to be able to also exercise their god giving gifts in a, oh, in a bit yeah. more than they would have so you know so with people around me, you're always trying to lead them in you know, a that helps them grow um you're also trying to serve others, you know like you don't save yourself all the time the same mm. decisions
0: that no, we Coughlin make. The, the <laughs> People don't really understand this thing. Oh, continue,
1: continue. Yeah, I mean, I think the ten decisions that you can make as a man that would serve you, like they benefit you more than everyone else around mm. you. But mm. you know, looking at it from the bigger picture, and I think now that you know, like I'm married and I'm working, um, one of the things that I guess, like a practical example is. When mm-hmm. you're offered a job, are you going to move your family with you? Are they going to remain behind? You know, like how long will they be, remain behind? How will that impact your family? How will that impact your mm-hmm. marriage? Will you be there to raise, help raise your children? You know, such kind of questions. So like there's a lot more, pra- there's a lot of practical sets, um, on how, you know, masculinity affects our lives. And there's uh, quite a lot of biblical principles that we look at. Um, But also I think all in all, um in whatever we're doing we you have to do it to the glory of of God, so in how I understand masculinity is you are trying to help lead people you have mm. to serve people yes. um, and all of it has to be to the glory of god it's, it shouldn't be self saving it shouldn't be proud um mm. yeah so i think I think that's how i'd answer that that question so with with my friends my you know my my family and work. Mm-hmm. You always say, okay, look, yeah, I'm a man. And if I if I say something, it has to go. Uh, but also mm-hmm. I think another area is we have to be learning to take responsibility. Um, so it means that in any area of my life, if I've if I have to make a decision, I have to mm-hmm. like really think about it. And if I make a decision, I have to stick by that stick by that decision. Like if something goes wrong, I have to say, okay, look, I made a mistake. That was the wrong decision let's call mm. it us um and i think that's how it impacts my relationships my my uh, my friendships my uh, family relations and everything's so like
2: mm.
1: yeah um i'm the man yeah, i made the decision answer. it mm. was a it mm. was a wrong decision sorry guys let's try this way or i made a, a, a decision I Taking made responsibility. yes mm. like just like just take responsibility they don't even have to be decision making. It should just be responsibility. Like, you know, you put on this earth, you've been sent to school by your family. Like go to school. Be re- be a responsible student. Like work, manage your time well. you yeah, in the office. Be a responsible employee. Achieve mm. your targets. Help your help your help your company grow their profits so or reach more people. You know, such kind of areas. And if and like for you people who are doctors, like be a responsible <laughs> doctor. You do the right things. No shortcuts. You know stuff like that.
0: Integrity, yeah, I um, like, I like yes. That. I think that's, that's how I would answer good. that question. Oh wow, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right, so are there are there are some people, one or two, or even three, if you want, uh, like uh, <coughs> even men and women who've who who who've been like who've inspired you to become a better man, or mm. who've uh, been or who have been good examples of as role models for as masculine uh, for what as a masculine masculine man (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah as a manly man
0: Mm, as a manly man yes
1: (laughs) yeah um i think this is a bit of a hard question to answer um Mm. yeah first of all i think of course a number of people we don't live I don't live with a lot of people, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't like get to experience them the way they allow me to experience them. Um, mm. But I think some people I would mention, honor, mention the would be my dad. Um, I mean, even mm. before he died, he was really, he really encouraged me to take responsibility of decisions I'm making, mm. um, to really think through things. Like when you want to do something, like think about what what. How would it impact your sister and your brother? You know, wow. like yeah, yeah sure. That. You want to go and play with your friends on, on Saturday, but are you going to carry your brother with you? Are you going to leave your sister behind? Like, who is she remain with? You know, sometimes you just want to leave the house and go. But like, <laughs> think about it. Mom and Dad are out for work, so like, you are the older guy and you are the big mm. brother. Like, do the right thing. Yeah, so you know, people like my dad, I think really Mm. uh, inspired me that way. Um, Even just the way he would interact with other men, other women. um, Mm. You know, like, you're learning, okay, this is how a man should behave around his friends. This is how a man should behave Mm. around people he's working with. This is how a man should treat people who are building a house. Uh, You know, Mm. sometimes I think, as men, in trying to show that we are men, we we also get, like I said earlier, we get a bit oppressive. So, You know, we look down on garden boys, look look down on our house helps, on the builders. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I think, you know, my dad, you taught me just how to respect people as well. Mm. Um, Yeah. The other person I think I'd mention is an uncle of mine, um, Mr. Joseph Chanda. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think he, he even knows this, but when I was in Livingstone some time back, he gathered some friends um, from church and I and said, you know, young men, you, you are the future leaders of the church and the future leaders mm-hmm. of society. You need yeah. to know what you believe in. You need to be able to apply it and practice it, you know, and you should be convinced of what you're doing. So he sat down with us for, I think, like a month, Every Sunday, like would like for four Sundays, I think maybe even longer. But like yeah, like we just sit, uh, read the book together, and have a conversation about what we are reading and how it applies to our practical life. Um, mm, I like that. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of young men are lacking such kind of people in their lives who would take interest to just like help them grow. Um, wow.
0: Yeah.
2: That's yeah, true. That's yeah. very true. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that. So. Because there's no one really who is dedicated to helping you grow or learn things. And like, it doesn't even have to be someone to sit down and have a Bible study with you. It's just even just a man who just comes and says, hey, like, you know, I'll take you on. So you're still in school. Let me help you navigate life. Like, okay, so what are you thinking about you, about what you do after, after school? Do you have any business ideas? What are you thinking about? How mm, you manage your money? Yes. How are you dealing with your girlfriend or your fiance? Mm,
2: that's um, very true.
1: Oh, wait, is it fiance or fiance? But anyway, yeah. So <laughs>
2: you
1: know, um, I mentioned those two, but of of course the people around me as well. You know, yeah, like the yes, like pastor, pastor, pastor Caliphongo, Pastor Mbewe. Um,
0: they look more, are,
1: Yeah, yeah. those are men we look up to because you know, even from the from the the, the books they have written, from the sermons they preach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah they really do point you to being like to being a good christian which obviously mm-hmm. means yeah being a more biblical man but, i
0: so, love that yeah. i love that you know like um that's very true that's very true I, I like what you talked about about how there are some men who don't have uh, leadership examples especially especially people like people who lost their fathers at a young age, they don't know, yeah. like they don't mm-hmm. know. And sometimes you find yourself, you find these children growing up around people who, who also didn't have like the right, the right direction, yeah. you know, and yeah. those are the people who are leading other people. And then now, you know, it it's like, it becomes a, a you know, bigger chaos. It's not <laughs> getting too, so like we need more men in mm-hmm. the church, not mm-hmm. to just focus also in the church personally. That's what I think. And also mm-hmm. create more, uh, Christian uh, organizations that
2: mm-hmm.
0: go out there, you know, not just yes. the church, but I I wish more men actually went out there. Cause like, uh, I think I was doing a rotation at Chinama, so while yeah. looking at, I noticed that a lot of people or a lot of young men who were into substance abuse didn't have guy didn't have dads. They only had their moms. Yeah. When they had their dads, their dads were not there. They, they was, mm-hmm. there was something at home and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like it 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 made me feel sad because like. I couldn't do anything, but my prayer is that men will actually go there, men of God will go there to like speak life into them, you know yeah,
2: yeah, like, yeah
0: that that would make a big difference, you know yeah, yeah, so i love I love what you have said,
1: yeah, you know one thing that I think I also need to mention, um just like mm-hmm. just to add on to what you've said
0: mm-hmm.
1: is um I am of women empowerment.
2: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think
1: it's a I think it's a very good cause for a long time women have really just been looked down upon um, mm-hmm. and the rest of that has caused a lot of problems in society but this there seems to be a notion that <laughs> for you yeah. to push one like one gender you have to relegate really the other one.
2: Yes, um, yes, so yes, yes, yes. of
1: late, there's been a lot of women movements, women empowerment, <laughs> which is really good, but like now, no one is focusing on the young men coming up.
0: Yes, um, that is very true.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of women, women stuff going on. Uh, you know, women's conferences, women's, like, you know, get-togethers and all these, you know, breakfast, brunch, like, you know, uh, branches, dinners, lunches. Mm. But there's mm-hmm. very little of that for the men. So I think, like you are saying, we need to also find a way to push for men to also be able to step up and take the challenge of also raising godly young men who will be responsible in life, who will also be able to move with the women um, as well yes, and encourage them cute. and grow together. Because what's going to happen in society eventually is the young men will lack a certain level of maturity, like <laughs> level of substance. That
2: and is now true.
1: No. Yeah, and now, you know, again, we have this issue where we'll, we'll come back in the same cycle where the women, because they've really moved so far, they, 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 the, the men are not being men. The women are now taking up more men's roles. And um, that is what is happening, the, definitely.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. and mm-hmm. so, like, you know, we need to also encourage men to be too be able to invest into young men as well so that they can also grow but you know obviously you know, in society there's all that you should we should package this kind of information because um, it, it often sounds like you're trying to spit you're trying to sit on the women as I agree, but, like, we're not, like, this isn't about, you know, sitting on the women, this is just about the young men, like, let's get the this young men. This is
0: about the young men, you know, the yeah. future is not girl, the future is the youth, like, the people behind us, the young people we are living, I yeah. get what you mean.
1: Yeah, like, it's a, uh, it's a codependent society, we need each other, so, mm-hmm. the young men, of course, they, they had an advantage earlier on, but now I think, um, in trying to fix that, that 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 advantage, they've been put in the corner. Mm, so men are not growing I, I up like well. That,
0: I love that perspective. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: yeah. So men, so men are not <laughs> men are not doing what men should be doing. So now they're just doing their own things. Now they become oppressive. They become humanizers, and now it leads us into all these all men are what situations. <laughs> but anyway,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand yeah.
1: what
0: you mean. So, are there mm-hmm. any teachings or uh, scriptures that have helped guide you into your masculinity, or shaped your perspective about it?
1: Um, I think there are a few, um, mm. but the easiest one um, mm-hmm. that I can walk through, even off the top of my head, is Nehemiah right
0: oh oh yeah wow Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah nehemiah i think is the easiest um there are a lot of other men we can look at in the bible (laughs) but i'd like to look at i'd like to look at nehemiah because if you remember nehemiah um Mm -hmm. in nehemiah chapter one we see that the war the war was damaged and then he was told Mm -hmm. that the war has the war is damaged it needs to be fixed and then we see that he goes to the king, and like I think while he was serving the king, the king noticed that this guy his demeanor is a bit low, um, you know. Mm-hmm. So we we see here a man who has been given this news, and he's not hiding his emotion. He's expressing mm. it like his face is showing. His face is his face is showing that something is not okay. But then even before he asks, he talks to the king. And Before he goes up to the king, the Bible tells us that I think he prayed, he prayed about it. Um, mm. and I think he had even fasted or something earlier before he went to the king and made his request for the king to mm. allow him to leave. Um, you know, so I guess Nehemiah one was saying, uh, There is this popular saying that men don't show emotion, yeah, mm-hmm. emotions mm. are for women, but <laughs> yeah, I think you know, we need to recognize that men are also humans and they also feel things. Yes, and the the, and we see it from game. Nehemiah. Yeah. And we see it from Nehemiah. Because obviously for you who was a doctor and who you know who went to China, you, you sort of see the mental state that people are in if they if they really hold on to emotions that they should be expressing. Um, hmm. In Nehemiah, yeah, in Nehemiah to um yeah here now we are seeing that his he he got his permission, um, mm-hmm. and he, even though he was told that the the war at your at you, in in your country is damaged, you know, uh, you need to go and work on it, he didn't just stand up and leave his job without announcing to the king that they have, uh, like he just left. He didn't just leave. What mm. you see here is the man who is responsible. He still shows up at the office.
2: He, he still, still shows, shows up. up. Wow, I to, love
1: yeah. that. Yeah, he still shows up to uh-huh. save the king. And then it's in that interruption that the king notices again that ah, this guy, he's not okay. And so, you know, that's when he gets permission. And he and he goes, even organizes people um, so that he can build the wall. So, you know, in Nehemiah 1, we saw a man who's been told about this and he's, he goes to go to pray and fast about a decision that he has to make. Then in Amharic too, we're seeing he's going to the king and he's expressing himself to the king, like, "Look, I've been told that the walls are damaged, and we need to mm. fix and we need to f- rebuild the walls." Um, mm. And he he didn't just stand up and leave, but he he took responsibility and showed up at his office and he did what he was what his responsibility was at the time. Then he got permission. I, I think a lot of men these days. Um, I guess even women, we really forget about our responsibilities often. We, yes, we, that's we true. Are, we tend to act rashly. But I think with Nehemiah, I was seeing someone who even despite what information he has received, he knows what his responsibility is. Um, And I think if we have a lot of people who know what their responsibility is and they're able to honor that responsibility, society will be a very different place. Then yeah, then in Nehemiah three we mm. see him leading the people. Uh if you look at Nehemiah three, there are a lot of families that were listed. But you can say mm. they were ordered according to like, you know, the tribes and names. Each one was allocated a portion. Again, in mm-hmm. Nehemiah three now we're seeing a man who is thinking through things properly. Let's wow. like let's let's have order, you know. So ah. let's Let's not just start building the wall anyhow. No, no, no. Let's Mm. let's have order. And I think as men, we need to be men of order. Um we need to think through things critically. You know, even when we're allocating tasks, the way he was allocating tasks, like you, the reason why he put that family at that corner of the wall, that family at that who are building that. Um so I think as men we need to be able to think critically. Um, and apply our minds in making decisions, not just starting and doing things abruptly. Like, think about it. Okay. Why am I saving? Or why am I getting married? Or why am I accepting Mm. this job? You know, why am I, why am I going to school for this course? Why, you know, like, think about it. Plan. And that's, and that, and I think that's quite important. In Nehemiah 4, we see the, there was some, there was some opposition. There was Mm -hmm. some opposition to the building of the wall, if you remember, where I think there were some people saying, no, he's building the wall, so they wanted to come and break the wall down. Mm. Um, But, you know, like in life, we always face opposition for things. We always find difficult times. Life is not always going to be good, right? Yes. Yeah, life won't always be asked on holiday, chilling. You know, there'll there'll (laughs) there'll be funerals. There'll be days when you're broke. There'll be days Thanks when things yeah, be things, when things break in the house and you have no money to fix them, but you need to use those things. There'll be tough times. You'll find people who don't like you and they really try to make your life difficult at school, mm-hmm. in the office, in your neighborhood. Mm. Um, But I think like Nehemiah has men, we shouldn't be afraid of them. Uh, Nehemiah says, remember the Lord who is, who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, ah. your wives, your homes, you know. And, like, we always re- remember your, lo- your Lord, who is great and awesome. Yeah. I think many times as people, we get so busy with work and life, we don't really read our Bible. So we forget what, what God we are serving. So mm. any small, any small inconvenience, we forget that. Let's just take it to the Lord in prayer, you know. He, he won't answer by writing on, on the wall, oh, do this or do that. But because you have gone to him for guidance, he'll answer you in his own special way. Uh, maybe yeah,
2: true.
1: yeah, maybe after you pray about it, you go talk to your brothers and say, Guys, what do you think about this? I've been struggling with this issue. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of your brothers will give you an answer. Like, actually, you know, this actually happened to me last year. And for me, this is how mm-hmm. I navigated it. And because I did this, it didn't work out. So for you, don't do the way I did it. Try another way. Um yeah, and, I, th- and I, th- I think finally in chapter five and chapter six, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, we see that um, even though he was, the people were oppressing him, he were able to organize themselves. He, again, he led the people in a way that allowed them to defend against the enemies. And this, this is the a yeah. good in the world. There's a lot more in here, but I think, I think I've answered your question.
0: You have. Oh my gosh. And more. You know what? I'm I'm having you again soon. <laughs> I, I love well, I love how you broke that down, and you know I love how you brought down the qualities of a man, and how Nehemiah showed that you know, and how he's you know he was so he stuck after God. He was he showed his emotions. He was responsible. I love all that you brought out. Wow, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> lovely. Hey, hey, hey. You know what? I've gotten all those. All those will be qualities I also look for in
1: yeah. my mind. <laughs> Yeah, no it's important it's important
0: it's important hey. hey I love that um so like um in your journey as a masculine man as a manly man how <laughs> have you been able to balance uh culture's, expe- culture's expectations and your biblical principles and have you faced any challenges
1: yeah I mean challenges are plenty um mm. Yeah, I don't want people to assume that because I'm the one speaking on this topic that I'm an expert at biblical masculinity. Um. Yeah, like even me <laughs> every day. The Lord is sanctifying me daily, showing me daily my faults and allowing me to grow. Yeah. So I think the culture expects men to behave a certain way. And I mean, if you spend even 10 minutes on the internet, you... You understand what the world thinks about what men should be, and what men are. Um, so I think just having this conversation with people constantly, um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, actually, like with Christians constantly, just it helps you navigate and stay like in in line with what the Bible requires of you as a man. I think earlier I had mentioned about. Our youth groups um, mm-hmm. and our church friends, because all of you are reading the same books, and because you are growing together and you are you're sharing your life, you know, like you are sharing, you are living life together. It makes it easy for you to be able to navigate certain things. So you know, if you go out there and you find, the culture expects that when the Premier League season is on. Every married man is leaving his wife to go watch soccer with his boys.
0: That is
2: true.
1: <laughs> right? But like look, you are you are a married man. You have responsibility to your family. Whether your team is playing, if your family needs you at home, you have to be at home. But society expects that, ah, I mean, if you love soccer, so your wife is secondary, you know, you don't even listen to I'm talking to you, you don't listen to her, like your eyes are focused on the game. Uh, mm. uh, coming home twenty twenty three because of the game. Um, I'm not mm. saying like men should stop going out to watch soccer. I'm just saying that mm. I think, um, when yeah, when uh, earlier I spoke about responsibility, like your yeah, the culture should be your 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 personal culture should be learning about the Bible and your responsibilities. Mm. Are, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. That's 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 the easiest answer I can give. The balance is very difficult. I, li- I like out. that
0: one. I like yeah. I like I like what you said. You know, cause like uh, so there are times when you 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 want to impress your you want to impress your your group of people. Anyway, I think I've seen it. He wants to impress yeah. his group of people, and mm-hmm. then he ends up going against what he stands for, what what he yeah. told himself he wants to do. Yeah. You know, so then responsibility has to come in. So like yes, I love that. Yeah. I love that answer. So, like, uh, earlier we had talked about Nehemiah and being emotional about, um, you know, expressing his emotions. So, like, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, like, in your case, like, in terms of emotional health and vulnerability, how have you Mm -hmm. been able to navigate that that thing, like, uh, compared to culture's expectations? And same with the biblical principles. How have you been able to do that, like, balance that? How have you been able to express yourself without... Uh, able to express us without feeling feeling like you're disappointing the world, you know. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But align think... with your biblical, like your personal growth.
1: Yeah, I think like I think I mentioned earlier about my dad. Uh, one of the things mm-hmm. that I think he had taught me was, in this life, we're not living life to impress people. <laughs> If yeah. we li- if yeah if we live life to impress people, we'll always just be sad and depressed because we really can't. Like people never really appreciate what we do, what we are going through. So you know, today today if you do something, people are happy with you. You are the star. Tomorrow you do something, they're out here insulting mm. you. They're talking behind your back. Um, mm. yeah. So I think um whatever society expects of a man to be we should be very careful with how we fit into that because yeah, most of yeah, you, we can't please man. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very that's difficult. True. And, I, and I think that's where now the pressure comes in because, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's this thing that people say about, you know, men can't cry. They can't express themselves. You know, they, mm. you know, it's, It's women who talk about their feelings. Men, we just sit, you know, we we just go do some jogging, hit a punching bag, you know, like (laughs) vent it out that way. But I think the Bible encourages men to actually talk. Um, Nehemiah was a good example. Um, But also I think if you look at the Proverbs, a lot of Proverbs that encourage things like, you know, iron sharpens iron, and like we,
2: mm.
1: we need to encourage men to like people, not just men, like even ladies as well, to be able to express themselves, to mm. be able to talk. Um and I even even I think in the revelations and you know, looking at Corinth, Ephesians, Corinthians, where the churches are getting letters from other men telling them, I think your church you are er- you you're making an error here. You should, you should, yeah, yeah, making an error here. You should not behave like this. You should not do this. Um, so, and I think when terms of navigating mm-hmm. emotional health and vulnerability, men should be ready. Men should have good friends around them, who they trust. Yeah,
2: all right. Who mm-hmm. they can
1: talk to. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and this should be something consistent. Um, one of the things that we've been encouraged for a long time even though sometimes we don't always do it because you know because of life and sometimes our own rebelliousness but one of the mm. things that we are encouraged to do is to meet together and pray regularly right mm. Mm. and i think if we meet together and pray regularly our emotional and our vulnerability issues will be sorted out in that situation because whenever whenever we sit to pray together we need to share prayer items, right? Yes. Okay. Now, when we're sharing prayer items, we're not just sharing things like, um, you know, uh, <laughs> like it won't be basic issues and won't we won't lie. Sometimes yes. people just say, oh, no, me, I have nothing to thank God for. No, but look, look, we're here to pray for each other. Let's let's pray specifically. So that even when God is answering, He's his, his hearing a specific prayer and answering a specific prayer. So mm. when we meet together to pray, it is through sharing prayer items that we are going to understand what issues our friends are facing. So if, mm-hmm. you, and I, if you and I sit down today and so let's have a prayer meeting, I'll tell you, look, Ntembe, I've been struggling with this. Um, I haven't had money to pay for this for a while. Something happened and now like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. Or, yes. you know, lately I've been missing my dad. You know, he's been dead for almost two years, but like sometimes it just comes to my mind and like that just mm-hmm. really affects my day. So in us sharing prayer items and in you praying for me, we're addressing, I'm expressing my emotions. Maybe I might even, um, you know, I might even say a bit, give a bit more detail about something that I'm struggling with. So it's in that sharing prayer items that we see now that our vulnerability is being handled, our emotional Mm -hmm. health is being handled. And I think that's, for me, that's that's what has helped. Um, I've got a good group of friends around me. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we, We meet often enough, sometimes once a month, sometimes a bit more regularly. But sometimes, mm-hmm. like when something is just when it's not life, is just being difficult. Just send, it, just send it, it, each other texts like, guys, I'm struggling with this. Please pray for me." Mm. I and, love that. You know, yeah. Mm. And uh, and and you know how life is. We everything goes in a circle. So whatever mm-hmm, experience mm-hmm. they have been experienced before by someone else. So, so actually, someone for me, when I'm struggling with this, this is how I dealt with it. See if that information can see if that information can help you. Or oh, for me, when I when this happened to me, this is how I handled it. It was really rough, but I did this. So I spoke to that person. Oh, I read this book. Um, you know, now I'm not saying like this will this will solve everyone's problem, but at least mm. it will, it helps. It's one step closer to, um, you know, to sharing your emotional state. Because I think, um, yeah, if if we don't have good Christian friends who we trust around us,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we we'll, yeah, we'll always just be depressed young men. No matter how much of the Bible you read, you need to be able to share with each other, encourage yes. each other, rebuke each other. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think and I think for me that's that's what has helped. Um I remember I like the that. bit Yeah, mm-hmm. there were some prayer meetings that I used to attend where you, know, you just say, I don't know, just thank god for me i woke up this morning uh mm-hmm. you know thank thank god for me you know um you know this happened or oh, actually i have no prayer time. but like those are good things to pray for but like you must give a bit more detail like so of everything happening in your life you're just thankful for one thing that you woke up in the morning you know, not thankful about your work you family actually mm. so so now when you say actually no I'm, I'm thinking for my family actually my grandmother is not feeling very well you know actually mm-hmm. i also remember my cousin at the house also is not and then eventually you have a prime meeting where you're all sharing it sharing things with each other encouraging each other
0: yeah and i think that helps yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. with what you've just said, um, just to add on, in fact, I can testify on Jesus' behalf. From what I've read in the Bible is that Jesus mm-hmm. had an emotional side of him. And mm-hmm. then whenever he faced a, like a hard moment, he had mm-hmm. uh, Peter, James and John, who mm-hmm. he told like his deepest emotions. You know, when he was really sad, he would be like, no, guys, this is what is going to happen to me. Or like mm-hmm. when he had that hard moment before he took that uh, the cup, when he asked the father to take the cup away mm-hmm. from him, that was mm-hmm. a hard moment for him. Like that shows mm-hmm. an emotional time for him. Yeah. And I think another time is when Lazarus died when he what Jesus wept. Yes. Like you know, it just shows how Jesus God, in fact, Jesus' is a representation of who God is, it just mm-hmm. shows that God also has an emotional side of him. So it shows mm-hmm. that men also have that emotional side of him. And I love how Jesus gave us an example of how to deal with that. Close friends, like you had mentioned, is the best mm-hmm. way. And, you know, talking to God also, having a personal relationship with God, that mm-hmm. also, like, helps you, influences how you deal mm-hmm. with the hard moments or the good moments, you know? Like Definitely. I love, I love what you just said.
2: Yeah, or
0: yeah, yeah. So like, um, I think we had talked about um some of uh, I don't know if we talked about them like the the challenges you faced. You had mentioned you had given some examples. Um, but I mm-hmm. want us talk more about the misconceptions or like um the myths that you've come across about masculinity. You know, I think I would love to term it as toxic masculinity. <laughs> Something that you come across, that you'd be like, ish these ones, I won't, I won't lie. These things that I personally believe do not align with the word of God.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, we live in a fallen world, so a lot of things have been tainted with sin. Mm. Um. Yeah, so... Anything that I think deviates from what the Bible talks about um I think is definitely like a problem around masculinity. Uh, mm. One of the examples that I think is very prevalent prevalent in our day now is um mm. she she to do with oppressing women- mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: um and I think that's the one that. I guess, is easiest to address. Um, To
0: address, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's
1: true. Yeah, there's a a lot of ways that men think they are showing love to their wives, to their sisters, to their friends. But it's really just inappropriate. It's really just sinful. It's really just hurting the ladies. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not encouraging them to flourish. It's not encouraging them to grow as people, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. So, yeah, I think... I don't know, but I think that's one of the easiest things I answers answers that I can give is that mm. uh, means masculinity now is tends to be looked at as some um, something that's just, just oppressive. Like if some if um if a man is too proud about himself, mm. uh, then you think oh I know he's a man. I mean if he's got if he's if he's got a lot of girls who he's able to entice, mm-hmm. um then okay, maybe he's a man for real. But I oh, think that's it's
2: very true.
1: yeah. But I think it's a bit deeper than that. Um, yeah, and I think even just like the love of money. Um,
0: In fact, yes, that's true. Yes, uh huh. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> that yes was a bit emphatic. But <laughs> now the thing with the love of money, it needs to be it needs to be properly qualified because I'm not saying that people should not be waking up to work hard for to to earn a living. Mm-hmm. But the problem comes in where your whole focus in life is just mm. at whatever cost, whatever happens, mm. I need to make money. Yeah. Whether you're going to do it illegally, you're going to swindle people, as long as, mm. and, you know, if you're a, a dishonest businessman. Um, yeah, and I think that's, those are some of the uh, misconceptions and the problems, you know like a man should have money because everyone expects mm. a man to have money now because uh, people think a man should have money now men are under pressure to get mm-hmm. money in, what, in whatever means possible if, if it means yeah they're, they're selling things that are expired you know they're overpricing their products they're not giving mm. good service but as long as they make their money that's all that matters they're doing shoddy sure, work um you know you have been paid money to buy two pockets of cement and you know all these building materials that are needed but you you go you you go buy one you pocket the other hundred kwacha, such you can you know such can have more profit and you when you mix your your blocks when they when the builders are now building ah, the house is cracking. Mm. why it's because this man was told the man should have mine. And he, mm. because he's not being paid, he thinks he thinks he's not being paid enough at his job. So, you know, he, he starts to, to steal. And, yes. you know, so, so those are those things about men. I mean, some misconceptions that people have about men, like men should always have money. Um, mm. But like it is, again, like I said, this has to be properly qualified. Mm-hmm. You know, we should all work. We should all work to earn an honest living but once you just start because of the pressure from the water of money now you start being a dubious person swindling people yeah Ah, then there's a problem
0: there's a problem eh? so Mm. um um i have a question okay okay so a follow-up question so like so here's this young man he's listening to the podcast and now he's realized um you know what maybe i should change my ways um, let's say if this man is like twelve, <laughs> young man, or yeah. this man is like sixty. Do you think there's an age limit to becoming a masculine man in a biblical way? Like, do you think it's do you think it's 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 possible?
2: Yeah, I
1: I I, I honestly don't believe there's an age limit.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, to when a boy can become a man, because sometimes there are people who are forty and they still behave like boys.
2: <laughs> but I think,
1: yeah. But I think, <laughs> like we've been, like I've been mentioning from the beginning, one of the marks of a man is responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Um. I think I like once, that. Mm-hmm. yeah, once once a person becomes responsibility, <laughs> becomes responsible. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once he becomes responsible over his affairs. And he understands mm-hmm. the needs of people around him, and he he knows how to be able to ex- exercise um, that authority over himself, over people around him as well. I think mm-hmm. that's when maybe because that's saying, okay, uh, this boy, uh, he's, he's behaving like a like a man. Man.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I think uh, a lot of what a man is really just about responsibility. Because even if we were to look through the proverbs, a lot of the proverbs are just calling the the man to be responsible. Um, you know, you read in proverbs yeah. it says, "My son, listen to the words of your mother." My son, listen to my words. Like, and when you hear what the words the the you know are being told, the, that the wise man mm-hmm. is, tell, is telling, it's really just about responsibility. Um, but in, I think it's, yeah. like I said, it's difficult to put an edge to when someone can be called a man, mm. but I think it really just goes with their behavior, their character, their attitude mm. to life. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's that. Uh, okay, but o- so... obviously a lot of these attributes mm-hmm. are also there with non-Christian I men, people mm-hmm. of other religions. Um
0: yes, I, I've
1: yeah. seen that in some Yeah, yeah. But I think when you're a Christian, there's just there's a little extra grace that you have about mm. you. Um and I think it shows just in the way you live your life as well.
0: Mm, I like yeah. that. I love your answer. Um <laughs> so are there any young men you mentor and uh that you've mentored using like oh that you've mentored along the way and have, you've seen how uh mentoring them with bibli with a biblical perspective has impacted their lives
1: um my had' question my previous job uh one of the things that mm-hmm. I used to do was also was to mentor um i had some i had a group of students who I used to sit with and just talk about life oh, with, wow answer questions read through the bible with them and just interact um I honestly haven't done any any deliberate mentoring in the most mm-hmm. recent past, but I mm-hmm. do try as much as possible to. There are some there are some guys who you know, I I I speak to often, mm-hmm. just to just catch up on their lives. Uh, I mean, I think you know how our, how our house is. We have yeah. people who we, who we host often. <laughs> yeah, so it's in those conversations that. Um, I don't call it like mentoring per se, but it's not question that mm-hmm. I think we kind of just just talk to people, have honest conversations, they see how we live our lives. Um,
0: yes, new guided mentoring, you know. Them. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and I think I think for now that's that's what we're doing. But like I know there are a lot of other uh, young men around me, my age and slightly older, who who are a bit more deliberate. About that, um they meet some groups of men young young men every other weekend, and they have mm. such conversations with
2: them um, oh wow, yeah
0: okay so um what what would you advise or what advice would you give any like give a a man who would be struggling with embracing his biblical perspective, like biblical masculinity, you know he's really trying, he's like but then he's you know he's failing to he's failing to apply that to his life- mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay
1: yeah, well, the 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 answers I think are obvious <laughs> but mm-hmm. the person just like read the bible really
0: um some <laughs> yeah. people need to be taught David <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah,
1: I mean I think because it's so obvious, they don't think it's an important thing to do, but like yes. read the bible really, mm-hmm. um, read the Bible find a find a good book that talks about about what being a man is um you know i'd recommend people like aw pink conrad mbewe uh vody bockham john piper those are good authors they were good sermons as well that you can listen to but like read the bible all you know Pick a pick a character from the Bible and learn from them. You know, we've talked about Nehemiah. Go back and read yes. Nehemiah's story. Like read from Nehemiah one to the end. I think Nehemiah's maybe like eight or nine chapters. Can't remember. Mm-hmm. But like read read mm-hmm. through Nehemiah. Um see what his life was like. Read through the book of David. You see what his life what his life was like. David is uh-huh. an interesting well, character because it's someone that I think we can relate to. You know, he's someone who starts off as mm-hmm. you know, a man after God's own heart, you know, like he's, you know, he's the chosen one of God. Then he falls into sin. But mm. then again, we see him coming back and repenting and li- and living his life for God. So like, mm. find a character in the Bible, read through him, read commentaries about him, read books about the person. I think you can learn from them. um, Especially from the Old Testament, there, there are a lot of men in the Old Testament who you can learn from. Um but also I think make godly friends. Um you can't change yourself. Mm. Um yeah, you you when you when you see with the problem and it's you still trying mm. to fix yourself, oftentimes you can make excuses for yourself. Mm. Uh and say, Let's okay, make. no. Okay, tomorrow I'll start again mm. tomorrow. Okay, no, tomorrow I'll read. No, tomorrow I'll talk to someone, tomorrow I'll pray. No, no, no make godly friends who can also help keep you accountable.
2: Mm, um, these I are guys,
1: it. Yeah, these are guys who ask you, have you been having your devotions lately? When was the last time you read your Bible? Okay, mm. what did you read last? What book are you reading right now? You know, such even when you are hanging out with them over a braai or lunch, the conversations you'll be having will leave you uplifted and encouraged. They won't leave you you know, um, feeling a bit discouraged and like maybe are not cool enough or something. But like, make godly friends. Mm. And I think that really helps. And I mean, the Bible talks about bad company corrupts, good morals. So the advice I would give to someone who is struggling to embrace biblical masculinity is mm-hmm. read your Bible and make godly friends and also Mm. finally just be aware of your responsibility in life um yeah the cultural mandate is that to you know we subdue the earth and multiply (laughs) that's not just about making babies but it's also about other things (laughs) (laughs) yeah So, so it's about other things like let your house be fruitful you've got a piece of land Farm, do something, you know, plant some crops yes. or something. Ah,
0: man of God, you've spoken. <laughs> you start
1: something like multiply. I mean, if you've got no, if, if you've got no, you know how it is natural where there's pavers everywhere. Like, you can still find something mm-hmm. for hands to do. You've got a talent. You can sing. Go and, you know, sing somewhere. Or if you can play an instrument, teach someone how to play an instrument also. Um, yes. If you can, if if you can cook, like if you're a man who can cook, use that. You know, encourage, get young men out there, bachelors who just do eggs and such chunks. Tell them, guys, call, let me show you how to cook chicken properly, how to cut it, how to grill it. Mm. You know. And I think even I as you are that. doing that, it helps. And some of these things shouldn't they don't have to be like every Saturday or every every week. You're yeah, cooking for people, playing the guitar with them. Not like. You, you can space it in a way that is convenient for you, but just do something. So read the Bible, make godly friends, and also just mm. be aware of your, of your responsibility. Um, mm. The godly friends will hope you be accountable for, you, for your responsibility and hope you be accountable for mm. your Bible. The Bible will shape you know, what you think and the things you talk about with your friends, and your responsibility will make you go mm-hmm. back to read the Bible, and it will make you call your friends and say, guys, I didn't read my Bible this week. Can you be checking on me every Wednesday to make sure I'm at Bible study or I've read yes. Bible things wow. like
0: that? I love that, David. <laughs> Thank you so much. Actually, that's 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 like our last interview question. But I have a few, I'm asking for just like three minutes. I know we're supposed to end <laughs> three minutes. Yeah, no, just sure. Just for the, the short uh, what's this? Short questions. <laughs>
2: Uh-oh. Fire
0: questions. Uh-oh. They are random. Yeah. <laughs> so um so David. Would you rather an air balloon uh, uh, around the Earth or a rocket ship around the universe?
1: Hmm. Those are all risky you things. You don't have to
0: explain why. Oh, <laughs> you just okay. have to pick one. <laughs>
1: I think air balloon.
0: Air balloon, eh? Yeah. So would you rather read minds or be invisible?
2: Oof. 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 Ah. <laughs> read...
1: Read minds.
0: <laughs> read read minds.
1: Mind. Yeah, I think oh, minds. Okay. Even though it can be depressing for three minds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the Batman or Superman. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> well,
1: someone with real power or someone without power, just with money? Who do I want? Um, hey, who
0: would you like?
1: Okay. I think I'd go Superman.
0: Oh wow! Okay. So would yeah. you choose to be in the city or choose to live on a farm, the urban Where? areas, or mean rural areas?
2: Uh,
1: mm-mm. I think the farms.
0: The farms, something right? about yeah.
1: the nice air, yeah.
0: Yeah, the clean air. Eh? Um, mm-hmm. coffee or tea?
1: Uh coffee, but don't tell my doctor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Like I was. And, yeah, but would anyway, you like
0: to? Uh-huh.
1: Oh no no! I would not hmm? say uh, I like coffee, but I I drink tea now more because of medical reasons. But coffee is okay. really great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Coffee. Actually, coffee smells really nice. I love how it smells. Mm. Um, mm. Would you? Would you rather speak many languages or speak to animals? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
1: don't dogs have languages? I know. speak many languages. <laughs> Hopefully there's an animal language in that list.
0: <laughs> but then you'd be like the modern Noah, you know? I think Noah mm. spoke to animals. Otherwise, how did he get everything to go into the boat?
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm, uh, many languages, I think.
0: <laughs> many languages, eh? All right, mm. I understand. Okay, so mm. who's your favorite Bible character at the moment? <laughs>
1: At the moment, mm, at the
0: moment, ah, right now, I'm sure they're different.
1: Who, yeah, um, I think they're different, but just because it's the easiest answer, I'll, I'll still go back to Nehemiah, Nehemiah. because I think, he's, you? Yeah, cause I think he's the freshest in my mind.
0: It's right the freshest, you know, I understand that that's why I asked mm. at the moment, yeah. yeah, favorite Bible verse
1: at the moment, um, at the moment in life, everywhere, um, mm-hmm. it's. I think it's the whole book of Psalm ninety one.
0: Psalm ninety
1: one. Yeah, Psalm ninety
0: one. Oh, I love Psalm ninety one. Oh my gosh, I'm learning to recite that one. I love it. Yes. Oh, that's Yes. That's
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, though, I think I ended up liking it for my own personal. For my, I think it wasn't even a real reason, but oh, it was it was a real reason. But mm-hmm. I used to, feel to sleep when I was younger, so. My mom and grandma used to make me read Psalm ninety one, and I think I really just nice. love it now.
0: Oh wow, wow! I love that. Uh so what is what what is God teaching you mm-hmm. right now? Something God is teaching you. Is it teaching you about trust, love? I'll just be giving examples. Like, what's God teaching you right now?
1: Um, it's. I think right now it's um it's trust. It's trust
0: um
1: eh? Yeah, I think it's trust. I think. I mean, add that to a full of <laughs> Learning to trust <laughs> God for a lot of things. Um, yeah. Yes, I think trust, trust is what it is.
0: Well, wow. Okay, we are done. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to, can't wait for people to be blessed by what you said. Because <laughs> like, I'm blessed. And I- no, hopefully <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll be able to encourage someone out there.
0: Thank you. And then soon, I'll, g- I'll get back to you soon again.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. so, uh, trust me, I feel like more people need to listen to what you have to say. You're <laughs> a powerful man of God. You're yeah, very powerful Yeah, wow, God to share. I hear God when you're speaking. Like I can hear, mm. I can hear the, the
2: oh, Bible yeah. when you're
0: speaking.
2: Yeah, no, I yes. am humbled. I-
0: <laughs> please take it please take it please, thank you please uh, yeah. t- say tell grace thank you as well and have a yeah. lovely night
1: i will thank you very much for having me good night all
0: right, all right. good night david Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye
1: bye bye